Welcome, everyone, to this week's new episode of Project Tech Gaming. If you're new to the show, we talk about tech, gaming, and everything in between. I'm joined by a host, Kelvin Rolone. How you doing today, man? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, tell me what you've been up to. What what, uh, what did we do last weekend? We hung out, actually, for a little bit. Um, we didn't do anything major. We just kind of hung out and talked about the uh, podcast, basically. But I had to... Uh, I, I had to do a little bit of a Death Stranding um, tactic there. I had to actually deliver something to you. What, did you, deliver, your, what did you deliver your, to me? What was that, that was special your PS5. thing? Your, your yeah, PS5. Yeah, I'm finally in the club, man. How did it feel to hold the PS5? Like, just like, wow, like from the get? I feel like it being in my car, I felt like someone's going to steal it any second. That's how I felt when I had it in my trunk. I was like, all right, I need to put this in the trunk. I'm not going to put it in the back of my seat because otherwise someone's going to see it and they just try to like steal it from me. Well, that that's exactly what like I had in my the back of my seat. I'm like, this is – I mean, I was in the yeah. car the whole time. But right, still, right. You were driving just, home. Um, but yeah, it was I, – I set it up uh, this past week and it's been – fantastic like so I, yeah give me the rundown what what are what are the feels right now about the ps5 what, what, what's your first impressions one it felt polished okay um as far as like the actual system when i took it out of the box i'm like this thing's freaking yeah. hefty like yeah it, it's it's sure. it's not like a console like that's come before i feel like i feel like it's so crazy looking that it didn't okay. even feel like a console it felt kind of weird yeah um i gotcha but yeah, so I set it up. Um, I like the way they did like the the intro, not the intro, but like the setup. It was super easy to do. It felt okay. very Sony, like it wasn't like anything crazy. Um, first game I actually tried was um, Astro's Playroom. And how was it? Tell it me. It's fun. It was great. It's very fun, it right? It's, yeah, it's a cool yeah. game. It's a cool. I like that it. Uh, it it kind of like did showed you like all the PlayStation relics and stuff like that, and it mm-hmm. showed you how to use the Dual Sense, how to get. But the the dual sense, um, I gotta give it credit. Yeah. It's it's revolutionary in the sense like the whole like speaker being in the controller was really cool, mm-hmm. and I like so the, you, the ha- you, you you see what I was talking about right with like just like the haptic feedback, and then not only that but like you you feel a sense of like weight to it right like more so than what you would have normally felt with the PS4 like analog. Uh, that feels kind of. Lighter in a sense, but this one, like the dual sense, feels hefty. Like yeah, it's definitely a better Xbox controller, a hundred percent, much better controller. One thing that I will note, because we got to get to the the topics here, but um, was the the triggers. So there's mm-hmm. this part in Astro's Playroom where you yeah. go into like a suit or robot suit, and you're like a frog, right? You like have to use like yes. the speed, and the only yeah. way you move is by jumping, but you have mm-hmm. a spring, mm-hmm. and you can feel the tension of the spring when you're holding the triggers down. Yeah, and as yeah. the longer you hold it, you feel more tension. And th- yeah. I thought that was really cool. Dude, even when you're walking in the sand or even when you're walking, when you're running around in the in that game, the tapping of the feet. You hear it, you hear it, but you also feel it, like the little tapping. If you play control on PS5, that's all you're hearing. That's all you're feeling. Every time she's running and stepping on a different platform, whether it's metal, wood, like you feel that difference in, um, in texture, which is kind yeah. Of cool. Oh, it was really cool too when I was like ice skating, like when I went my character oh, was yeah. like ice skating. Exactly. You feel yeah. like the sliding uh, on you on the or the the gliding on the ice. It was it was super cool. So, yeah. I, I would say that was like the number one thing that 
that got me was the, the controller was was much different and i wasn't expecting it to be that cool yeah so. i rave about the controller it's great it's fantastic and it has a better battery life everything all around it's it's, it's just a great controller um and I, i'm just having a blast with my ps5 so i'm uh, glad yeah. you finally got it you finally got to actually hold it in your hands and actually try a few games out anything else you've been trying besides astro uh, i downloaded god of war again um yeah. You know, just to try it out, just to see how it looks on the the higher frames. Sure. Um, and it, like I said, it looked good. It looked great. I felt like I I personally I didn't I didn't play that game in so long for you know in so long yeah. that I, like I didn't like notice as much. I don't remember right. it being like, but it looked great. It looked fantastic. So I guess sure, that was. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna try and get a uh, Demon Souls. Get that's probably okay. gonna be my next game. And yeah, I'm glad I'm uh, finally in the club. So. Uh, question to anybody that's watching: If there's any, is there any way to uh, share uh, games between PS5 owners? Um, let us know in the comments below. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I know you asked me that before, but I'm not 100 percent sure. My buddy was telling is. me about it. He was he was texting me. He's like, we can share games, and he was trying to explain to me how to do it. So I'll have to hit him up and ask him yeah. how to do that. So, cool, um, cool. but on to the uh, the topics here. We got we got a, a nice smooth one today. Topic mm-hmm. one is going to be Nintendo and Xbox and Ubisoft. It's coming back to E3 for 2021. E3's back, baby. Let's go. Yep. And it's going to be an all-digital event. So that, that we knew that was coming. Yeah. But um, Topic two, while Game Pass gets better, PS Now gets Avengers. Topic three, LG quitting the smartphone business. Topic four, the Hummer Reborn, Hummer's new electric SUV. And topic five, abandon a cinematic survival sim, hits PS5 later this year. But before we get into those topics, Kelv, uh, we're going to start off with the game of the week. Uh, in this segment, um, the co-host picks a game they uh, want to try out. It could be a game they've been playing, a game they've never tried before, and basically gives us uh, our impressions of the game. Uh, Kelv, what did you play this week? I really wanted to like this game, man. <laughs> I really <laughs> did. Uh, so I, I played Spiritfarer. Um, it's developed by Thunder Lotus Games. Okay. And it came out actually last year of uh, August 18th last year. Okay. So basically this game is a 2D side-scrolling action game similar to the lights of um, Animal Crossing or um, I, I would like to say like the um, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Mostly because of the, the 2D platforming part of it. And Animal Crossing because of the, the looting and the scavenging, the, the, the crafting type of like uh, gameplay that this game has. Now, it's not to say I don't necessarily enjoy that type of game, that type of genre. Okay. For some reason, this one just didn't hit for me. I don't know what it was. I think it's just I wasn't in that type of uh, mindset to, to kind of play that type of game. Um, I think I had my, my share with animal crossing already and i kind of like you know i picked up animal crossing just like you did for ever you know for whatever weeks or so and then i kind of like put it to the side and then this kind of has that same feel to it and i just wasn't ready to to go and dive back into that so what made you want to try out this game um i think what really grabbed what made me gravitate towards this game was just the fact that it was I like the art style. The art style is like that 2D side-scrolling kind of S to it. And it like has the cartoony, the like cartoony look yeah. to it, which which I, I, I enjoy a lot. Again, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, 
has that like nice beautiful like art style to it and this one kind of has that similar more cartoony look to it but the animations along with the cartoony style just kind of made me want to try it out and see if you know see what's what what's all what it's all about but unfortunately it's just i mean don't don't get me wrong like this game isn't bad by any means i just it, it doesn't do it for me okay. and i'm sure people of that type of genre that love that type of gameplay love this game i mean this game had great reviews it, it got like a nine on ign like it, it did fairly well for itself so tell me just, about this game as far as like the what your what your character does what do you do what's what's the story of the game so base basically you're you're this girl who's trying to surprisingly this game has a lot to do with death and you're okay. you're you're, be, you're gonna become this spirit fairer, right who just kind of you, you deal with spirits and you try to uh, like kind of send spirits along the way okay but I didn't get too far into the game I mean I mean I only play like half hour 45 minutes of it um, and and I think that in, in my sense that's kind of like my fault because I didn't really give too much of a chance in this game I feel like if I did dive a little bit deeper into this game I would definitely get a little bit more out of it and I would kind of have a better impression from it um when i started off it was just me kind of getting used to the controls and understanding what the game wanted me to do and for the most part it was me building and trying to find a lot of material so i can start building things in my boat so you get a boat in the beginning of the game and essentially you're i'm sure in the long run you're going to start building your boat into this kind of you know like the a, world like a town or city, like a right? town that you would like to build like you want it to be right so you start off by, let's say, building a kitchen, right? And then you start off by building, like, a room for yourself. And then you kind of go from there. But you need to grab materials. You need to have, like, the specific things to build these things. It sounds like an interesting game for sure. But, again, it's it's more of, like, that, that building sim kind of feel, It's the right? building sim that I don't think I, I wanted to dive into right at this point. Um, so, honestly, I don't know if I gave it a 100% fair chance. Uh, I do want to try and give it another fair chance at some point and kind of put in a little bit more more time into it. But as of right now, I'm going to have to probably give it a thumbs down just because I wasn't really um, gravitated towards a lot of the gameplay art style for sure. But the gameplay just wasn't. wasn't Wait, did you fun. did you do you want to like go back and play? It? Did you get bored with it? Where you're just like, this isn't like. Well, for starters, it was weird, and this is probably my own fault. When I first started the game, there was, I think you had to hit X to, I think it was X or B to uh, kind of progress through the game and and kind of pass through the conversations. And I was hitting A for the longest. I'm like, why is it not moving? I can't do anything. And I, I don't know. It was just a weird kind of like thing. And maybe I'm just used to the PlayStation controller more so that I'm just hitting X. So X is like at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, this is weird. So that kind of threw me off. And, and obviously that wasn't like the, my, my main reason or anything like that. But it was just the fact that I just, I wasn't moving along to the game. When I did uh, the, the game of the week for last week, the Zodiac Age, Final Fantasy twelve, that same exact thing you were talking about, the buttons, how it was like A and X were mixed yeah. up. It was the same thing on Zodiac Age. It was like A and B were switched. Right, and it, threw, yeah. it throws you it threw, off. It throws bit. you off. Yeah, exactly. Like, wait, and I'm what? just like, what the hell? So you, if you know, if you watch the uh, game of the week, check it out on YouTube right now. Um, 
in the beginning, like the first five seconds of the, game, like, like, of the video, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, why am I not moving? And it was just simply because I'm an idiot and I couldn't figure out how to proceed with the game. But it just, I don't know. I, I Again, I, I'm going to give this game another try at some point. I, I don't want to like bash it. I'm not trying to bash this game at all. I know it has an audience and I know it, it uh-huh. is, it does well. Like it, whatever it does, it does well. But for me, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me. So we're giving it a thumbs down. I'm giving for, it a thumbs tonight. down. Okay. Um, last question is, is there anything you can compare it to right away? I know you said Animal Crossing, but is there anything else like it? Or it's kind There's of a bunch of games that are kind of like that same kind of harvesting type of game. I can't think of the, again, I don't play those games often to really know a lot about them. I don't know if you know of any harvesting type of games. I know that there was like a... Uh, oh, I can't Harvest Moon. <laughs> Harvest Moon, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's just a lot of games that are kind of like in that same genre that kind of have that same feeling. of this Yeah, game. yeah. Like Dark Cloud, like Dark Cloud 2, but like the part when you're building, not when you're actually right. like. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, yeah. I would say a little bit more in depth than Dark Cloud yeah. 2. But yeah, for sure. Dark Cloud 2 was phenomenal. I love that game. Yeah. Shout awesome out game. to Dark Cloud. Well, but yeah, yeah. It's uh, unfortunate. I, I really wanted to like this game and because I, I thought it was going to be something kind of like completely different than when i tried it out i was like all right i'm gonna like start fighting and start like hacking and slashing or something like that but this wasn't what i wanted to do <laughs> well and that's why we do game of the week right so we can give the listener you know our impressions of it just a quick snapshot you know so I, i'm sure you're glad you played it you know what i mean it's just one of those things you can like knock off the list like okay i tried yeah. it and i didn't like it it wasn't for me so yeah move and on to um, something else. real quick i do want to just kind of get a little bit more insight on the viewers too if you guys have any uh feedback for us for like game of the week let us know um we're, we're just kind of trying to figure it out as we go as well so if we have any suggestions anything if you want us to make it longer um kind of give more details about it then let us know in the comments below and we'll you know we'll try to work around that for sure but kelvin now we're moving on to the topics Topic one. <laughs> I'm excited for this oh one, man. Boy. Let's go. E3 is back. So Nintendo, Xbox, and Ubisoft. 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 Uh, this is from gamesindustry.biz. E3 21 will return this June in digital form and has been backed by Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Take Two, Warner Brothers, and Koch Media. Um, Sony, EA, Activision, Blizzard, Sega, Bandai, Namco, and Square Enix won't be there. So, first off, how we feel about this, Kelf? I have a lot of emotions. E three is back. Let's uh, let's start there. Like this is like we knew it was coming back, but we did we didn't really didn't have a lot of information about it. But now we kind of do, and it, it's kind of reassuring to see, but also it, it just kind of feels good. Like it feels like the world's coming back to normalcy, right? Like we're we're kind of we're kind of going back to that excitement and hype of like okay June is coming we know E three is around the corner we know we're gonna get a lot of like you know announcements and exclusives. As far as the uh, the information that we're given here, it, it it's is it weird that Sony's Sony specifically Sony right? Is it weird that Sony's not gonna be in this? Not really. I feel like they've done that before where they don't show up to e to E three and they kind of do their own thing. That's Same actually one Microsoft. of my, my points here. It actually yeah. says, um, why does Sony still refuse to go to E3 while Nintendo and Xbox, and Nintendo has done their own thing with it, do the directs and stuff like that, but they decided to hop on this year. Yeah. Um, so 
why is it Sony that they're just kind of sticking to their guns with the uh, state of play? You know, I, I really think that Sony is in a different mindset than everybody else right now. I think that Sony, they are in this caliber right now where like no one can touch me right now. And that's really not the case, right? Like Sony has that mentality and, and they very well have that mentality because they are the best selling console at the moment as far as like, you know, Xbox or Sony. Um, but they don't need to do this because why would they? They can make their own, they can make their own like, you know, state of play type of thing and right around E3 and then not spend as much money. We've had this conversation before where they don't have to be a part of E3 and spend all that money to, you know, to have a slot just to kind of get that attention from the audience. Now, Microsoft, on the other hand, although they're doing phenomenal right now when it comes to, you know, you name it, like they're 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 doing everything like by the book and they're doing great. Right. They have Bethesda. Game Pass is amazing. Like they're doing all these great things. They're still at the end of the day trying to get the viewers and the audience customers. They're trying to kind of be on their good side. Right. Because they kind of messed up in the beginning of, of last generation and they're, they were still till this day trying to make up for it. So I think this looks very good for them, right? Into everybody's eyes, like, hey, we're part of E3. Like, we're just trying to, you know, work together as a team, as a whole, you know, cohesive, like, you know, gaming, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you know, we're, we're a part of this now. Um, it's just, that's that's my mentality. That's, that's what I'm trying to think. I think that Microsoft is just trying to be in that same ecosystem that, you know, we're, we're the good guys. We're here to, like, show you that, you know, we're a part of this yeah. this, uh, this team. So um, Nintendo is going to be... Now, do you think Nintendo is going to be back in direct form, like in Nintendo Direct, or you think it's going to be, like, they're going to be... It's, like, E3 Nintendo, because before no. it was... No, I think, they'll, they'll, I think they'll still have that direct form, to be direct honest. Direct form? Think, okay. Yeah. Everyone's used to it, and for them to kind of go backwards, I feel like, and then do this whole E3 presentation. I don't think it's them anymore. That used to be them, you know, five, yeah. six years ago, whatever. Not not anymore. Um, kind of interesting that, that EA won't be there. Not that, like, I, I'm not, it doesn't really bother me because I've never been a huge EA kind of a fan. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not crazy. So Activision Blizzard's not going to be there. So that, you know, I don't think we're going to see Call of Duty, you know? Right. We, yeah. we might, but... Uh, they're just specifically not going to be there. Square um, Enix is is my 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 big one. I'm like that's where that Square Enix is. Man. Yeah, know. but I think they got their hands full with with Final Fantasy 16 right now, so I don't think they yeah, have yeah. a lot to show. But definitely exciting stuff. Um, yeah, you know I'm I'm excited for it again. Um, again, it happens in mid June. I don't have the exact dates on me, but it's uh, I think it's like the 16th and on three days then. Something like that. Um, yeah. In case you guys haven't known, but uh, E3 has been around for over two decades. So it's a long time that we've had E3 for. Um, last question about this topic, Kelf. Sure. Do you think Nintendo is going to show their Switch Pro here? Yeah. I yeah. actually do. I think I so, think, too. I think, I think they will. I, I'm hoping, right? Because my Switch is kind of like in the corner right over there. And it's it hasn't been doing too much right now. Not because I don't want to play with it or, or I don't have any games for it. Um, I just I don't know. I don't want to. I don't. I usually use it just to kind of in dock mode. 
I don't like yeah. taking it out of the dock and stuff. I don't know. I think it's your Super Smash Brothers machine is what it is. Exactly. That's all. But I but to get a souped up Switch, like a Switch Pro, like I'm I'm all for it. So I'm hoping they do that. Uh, you know, at this year's E3. So that way we can probably have it released by the end of the year or something like that. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, again, that that'll be in but, uh, in June. So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so it takes place uh, June 12th through the 15th. Is cool. when it'll it'll nice. be there. So what days does that fall on? I'm not sure. I'm looking at the calendar right now. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let me see. Because <clears throat> that can determine. 12 so june 12 is uh saturday to the 15th that's a tuesday excuse me that's a tuesday all right so yeah yeah we'll be able to, we'll be able to stream it we'll definitely stream yeah. it put a video up for that so that's awesome cool cool yep uh, i'm excited i think this is great i think i mean sure there's there's some key players missing from here but i think if for for e3 to stay like viable in this kind of ever-growing like landscape they need to have the big, the big boys, Nintendo, Xbox, whoever they can manage to find, but also they need to throw in there some of like that Jeff Keighley, like you know, summer game fest type of thing that he's working on, where yeah. he's like kind of throwing some of those indies out there and kind of like giving those announcements. I think that would help kind of build that portfolio for E three as well. Yeah, I mean, and the fact at- that this is online and everyone can attend, you know, attend. My question to you is though, this is although. It's E3. It's kind of back. It's not really in the same platform, in the same form as it was prior years, right? We're, we're, we're experiencing E3 from our homes this time, which we've always done. But, like, now everybody's doing that, right? Um, so I don't, I don't how, hype, how hype is it going to be? You know what I mean? Like It's still pretty hype. I mean, anytime there's just an announcement in general. I mean, again, hearing the audience go crazy and stuff like that—that was that was the big. That's a big part that's missing. But you're still going to be hyped when if they announce like Metal Gear Solid remake or something like you're still going to scream like a little girl. Like the hype is still there for the games. It's just just a lack of the audience being there and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I don't. And again, everyone's moving to this format, right? Like Nintendo did it years ago. Sony's now doing it and stuff. So I don't think it's going to be a crazy change. You know, yeah. the only big change is going to be for the people that obviously are in the in the industry and then go there and stuff sure. like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited. Let's uh, let's move on to topic two. So this is still we're still on the Xbox Sony train right now. While Game Pass gets better, PS Now gets Avengers. All right, man. This is uh, from an uh, opinion piece on Kotaku. Outriders came came to day pass day one right and psn or ps now gets avengers so there's this huge disparity between game pass and ps now right i'm just gonna rattle off some information here about ps now ps now started as a streaming slash rental service it wasn't good (laughs) it 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 didn't uh, pan out too well i remember it from my think it was in the ps4 era right i don't think it was on ps3 so game pass gets titles day ones like day one when it comes you know when the games come out they they get it right then and there how come sony doesn't do the same to be honest i don't think that's just they're not focused on that right now i don't know i think again it kind of goes back to microsoft trying to be the better person at this point and trying to 
get the hearts of all the customers and all, and all the gamers, as cliche and weird as that sounds. They, they want to be like the, the good guy in this, right? Sony, I don't know if they really feel like they need to do this at this point in time, up until they start noticing that they're, that Microsoft is taking customers, viable customers from their, uh, from their fan base. So, mm -hmm. I I, I think, I think Sony is dabbling with it, right? With the PlayStation Plus collection, trying to see how that looks for them. And I, and I, which is great. I actually down, that's how I downloaded God of War. I had God of War, but I just downloaded it from the collection. And I really do think that that is going to grow into something much bigger in the future. Um, I think for now they're just kind of putting dipping their toes into that atmosphere, just kind of like how Microsoft did uh, way back when when they started Game Pass. And I think this is their way, Sony's way of like kind of trying to figure out what they can do to kind of compete in that same um, same space. I think the PS collection is key. I think that's a big thing because if I can go find, if I can go somewhere. Where I can play all of the, the exclusive great PlayStation the first party first party titles, right? Because that's why that's mostly why people buy a PlayStation, right? Is because yeah. they want to experience those awesome games that right. Xbox doesn't not really is, you know, to say that Xbox first party titles are kind of lacking compared to Sony, they are right. So right now, yeah, yeah, right Since, now, right now. Let's talk about that in like five years, four years from now, like when they have a, a library that's you know built up. We'll see. You know exactly. So, um, Game Pass has 18 million subs, subscribers, and PS now only has two million. Right. So we we knew that those numbers are PS now is just not even a, a thing compared I, to. I to will Game Pass. say I, I I never really played with PS now, right? But the time that I did. I download. Guess what game I downloaded? My very first game to try out PS Now. Just take a wild guess. Bloodborne. No. Warhawk. That's on, that's on PS Collection, by the way. Yeah. Warhawk. Ah, oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, it's been a while. I haven't played this game, and it ran well. It ran super well. Okay. There were still a couple people playing that game too at the time. Um, this was like, but two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago that I, that I tried this out. So, probably two years ago. Um, what I the, the the time that I've had with it, it worked well. It, it, it's I don't think it's a bad service. I just think Sony doesn't really um, sell it. It's it's like not a bad service, but when you compare it to Game Pass, it's a bad service. Oh, for sure, it that's, is. 100%. That's the whole thing. So, but the, if compared to what they first started off with, yeah, it's it's definitely improved. Um, but it's just not in the same caliber as Game Pass at all. But I, I don't think it's bad. Um, I, they definitely need to kind of tweak it and kind of. And my thing is, why is PS Now not kind of in with like PlayStation Plus collection? Like why? Why? Why are why, they? Yeah. Two why? Why is it two separate things? They should be the same. It should be the under one umbrella, yeah. kind of like how Game Pass right. is. Game Pass exactly. is like you get the subscription, you get Xbox Live Gold, you get all right. everything for fifteen bucks a month. Yeah. Right? So just I no don't brainer. understand that, but. Um, again, they need to figure some stuff out and just kind of hit the drawing boards again and just say what will make consumers happy when it comes to like what is Microsoft doing right? And then when they figure that out, they can start working on how PS Now and how PlayStation Plus collection can be one thing. So I'm going to bring up this point too. My, my question for you um, is will this lead 
to Xbox overtaking Sony as a better platform. And the thing, the caveat here too is this reminds me of the 360 versus PS3 days, right? Because yeah. when you compare PS2 and Xbox, PS2 was a more successful console at that time. And when they were both coming out their consoles, PS3 was supposed to be like this big thing. Obviously, you know, you, you knew PS2 was awesome and stuff like that, but yeah. it ended up switching where 360 became the power player because they were offering more options online was more robust you know they had more games that kind of stuff so this reminds me a lot of that era where ps5 is like we're the best we're the best like we don't need to change anything and xbox like okay we'll show you who's the best yeah it's definitely reminiscent of that i i just think that for 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 xbox to overtake sony they can do so many things, but they need the games, and they're working on that right now, right? Oh yeah. So it, it's going to be a toe to toe thing. I mean, uh, the whole fanboy, you know, game like that's war done. thing that's done and stuff like like that. But I do think that Microsoft is in a very good spot. Microsoft, uh, Sony is in a already better spot at the moment, but Microsoft is creeping up there, and I think that overall, it's great for everybody, right? If if Microsoft starts uh, leading in sales, Sony's going to counteract, and they're going to exactly. do something better for for Sony. The competition right? is, is very very good, right? The competition is going to be key, and it's always going to benefit the cons- the customers and the gamers. So it overall, it's going to be better for both for for anybody. You know what I mean? Well, we'll just have to see. You know what ends up happening, especially again that E three thing is going to be key. We'll see what Microsoft shows. So. And that's that's very that's a good point. Yeah, E three is going to be huge for both of them because you can't. You can't expect Sony not to announce any type of like service or any state of play around that time. Like they have to show something. Oh yeah, they will. One hundred percent. They. It's will. just not going to be with E three, right? So they're both going to be part of that, you know, that conversation around that time. So we just have to see who has the better, the better yeah. conversations. One hundred percent. So moving on. Topic three. LG is quitting the smartphone business. This is from The Verge. Shout out to The Verge. LG said in a statement, the decision will enable the company to focus resources in growth areas such as electric video components, electric, sorry, electric video, uh, vehicle, not video, um, connected devices, smart homes, robotics, AI, and business to business solutions. They were once considered a rival to Samsung. So, what happened, Kelf? Why do you think they're they're done in the in the cell phone business? You know, uh, just to give you an example of like some of the LG prod, you know, LG cell phones that we've, you know, the, the cell phones, um, the mainstream hips and notable phones have been the G series, which are their, their smartphones. The Nexus series, those are gone now. The LG Chocolate, do you remember the chocolate? I had a chocolate. I had a chocolate too. I had, I, had a, I, had a, I had a mint green chocolate. Um, that was dope. The Voyager. Do you remember the too. Voyager, the touchscreen yeah, yeah. slash like you yeah. flip and the LG Envy? I never, so I never had the Envy, but it I was basically like a non-touchscreen Voyager. Mm-hmm. It was like the one before it. So I've had most of these phones minus the G series and Nexus. Mm-hmm. What you know? What what happened there? You know, what, what is your thoughts on on this whole thing that they're they're now gone as a cell phone manufacturer? Um, it's hard to say because a lot of the competition was probably taken away by Apple, right? With their Oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. for sure. But it I, to for for them to kind of remove themselves completely from the uh, phone um, 
kind of ecosystem. I, I don't know what really caused that. It could have been numerous things. I, I, I haven't had one since the chocolate, so I'm not quite sure. But, well, they have they were reporting, I think, losses for over five years. Yeah. So, but why, right? Why are they reporting losses? Like, what is causing them to lose sales? So, my guess is probably they just weren't really keeping up with the times and and kind of giving you the top of the line um, bells and whistles that Apple does, for example. Like, you think of an Apple phone, you have everything at your disposal, right? You have phone, camera, ca- uh, you know, you name it, calculator, video, uh, editor, like everything. Um, I'm not sure if you know, LG kind of was on par with that. And that could have probably led to a lot of people, you know, kind of swaying more towards Apple. Um, also, I'm not sure their specs, how that kind of play, uh, put, you know, went into play as well. Their, their specs could have been a little bit inferior than Apple's. It could have been a lot of things. Um, so for them to kind of remove themselves completely, that just kind of speaks volume, right? Because I feel like they, they want to put their kind of, eggs somewhere else you know what i mean like they, they kind of yeah they're just doing they're their... using uh their resources in a better way because they're like you Correct. know what we're never going to be number one here it's just yeah. no matter how hard we try we'll never be number one yeah. and you know i think it has something to do with the marketing with their stuff too like yeah when when Sam, samsung is okay because they were just like what's the big samsung phone i can't i forget what's like the galaxy the galaxy yeah. is like that was like their their iPhone fighter, right? And that was like the phone to get if you don't get an iPhone is the the Galaxy. Whereas LG didn't never really came out with that right. like fighter, you know. Um, it's not like you know, it wasn't like Xbox, uh, PlayStation, and, and Nintendo, right? They're all kind of like all equals, but LG kind of never took that that leap with those right. other two, and, right? I, and they never really stood out because I, I never exactly really heard them in the conversation. Really, it, it was mostly. Uh, Samsung and Apple for the most part and I, I never really kind of had them in the same conversation so I just don't think they they kind of stood out and they kind of made their phone um, something to kind of work like be worth talking about um, again could have been specs could have been you know any type of like bells and whistles that you could have found in other phones um, I, I'm assuming that was what they were lacking yeah no and uh well uh some memories here is the lg envy and the voyager and that thing where you had to like flip up the the, the phone dude to, to the type chocolate the was fire because and, and i honestly till this you day had a I, chocolate i didn't know you had a chocolate yeah dude to this day i i actually prefer like maybe not but i just enjoyed just having the chocolate because i think i had verizon at the time that's when i had it it just had it just had it was if i remember correctly it had like this like oval shape to it sort of or not oval it was like more kind of like it was, elongated it was square shape. but you like it was a slider but the, phone but you slid the phone up and then you had the keyboard right right yeah that was that was had, that was the voyager the chocolate didn't have like a keyboard it had like the normal it was like more vertical we'll put image on on the podcast here but there was um, one there was one where you f- like okay so what about the one that you flip and then you have the keyboard you think it's a sidekick maybe no no no. it's a voyager then i know i know i had a chocolate for sure i remembered i remember the name clearly but i did i probably had two of them i that's two different ones but definitely for, the, for like for the chocolate like that i don't know for me i feel like that phone was just like nicely compact with everything it had like yeah. it was just like the perfect phone at the time when I was. Well, like, that you know. that's the thing is like I feel like they kind of lost their way with that. Like that that's a, a like the marketing there is like cho- the chocolate 
Like you're like, what? Yeah. That's a crazy name, but like right, it's right, attention right. grabbing. So, well, um, and also like now phones are literally the same thing. No phone is different. It's just a a, a a humongous screen, and you touch it. That's it. And it, and it has like a couple like buttons here and there on the side, but that's it. And they, they none of the companies do anything to change and kind of stand out. Um, so that's kind of like my gripe with like phones nowadays, where like there's nothing that kind of sets them apart from one another. Exactly. And I wish everything's I in wish there they already. changed. Yeah, yeah, and I just wish they changed the, the the format, the way it looks. I don't know. There's something about phones that kind of like just change it up a little bit. You know? Yeah, like there were so many different kinds of phones that you could choose back from, in the from day. Back yeah. in the day, and they all had different styles. You know, yeah, like you wanted a keyboard, you didn't want a keyboard. You wanted a flip phone, yeah. you couldn't have a phone. You wanted internet access. You wanted like a little stylus, like you could do. But again, the technology was very, you know, inferior then. And yeah, very now these things have have everything in them right except the fact that it's not there's no physical keyboard but right do you miss the keyboard do you want a keyboard like if if apple came out with a keyboard-esque phone like would you consider buying it i don't know it'd have to be so like compact and like slim it would be nice for like texting again and like surfing the web and stuff like that like that'd be cool but i just don't see how they would get like in a form factor you know that's the yeah. hardest part like it's hard to get these things so thin to where like it would make sense because we're used to how thin phones are and stuff but i just think of like games like i feel like i really don't like playing games on my phone because uh, of the yeah. i'm not i'm not a big fan of, of playing but they do have like um with with uh, x cloud and stuff is going to change that because now yeah. you can buy like little docks and like yeah the there's people to... playing gears of war on on their yeah. phone so like, I, that's I think... sick but the button layout is like all on top of you on top of you so it's yeah. like kind of kind of you know yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe I'll buy like I think it's one called like the Razer Kishi or something like that, where like you literally put the controller like on top on your phone, like it's it's like a, like almost yeah. like the Switch thing, like it's like a little dock thing. You, oh, that's cool. So let's we'll check that out. But yeah, rest <laughs> in peace, LG phones. <laughs> rest um, in peace. Good memories, honestly, and we'll yeah. see uh, more good things to uh, from LG to come. So yep, yep. Topic number four: Hummer is reborn. Hummer has unveiled their new electric SUV. This is also from The Verge. GM retired the brand in 2010. It made its famous um, inclusion in rap videos and shows like The Sopranos and Entourage. Have you watched Entourage? Such a good show. You should watch it. it? Yeah. Um, Once the recession hit, though, and gas prices went up, Hummer sales dropped. That was it. Yeah. Right? Again, the original Hummer was this huge behemoth thing. It yeah. got the first, the G1 Hummer got four miles to the gallon. That's terrible. Four. I used to, so I used to do valet parking. I, I drove a couple Hummers back in the day. And they're, they're, they're just massive in size. To park that bitch, it's insane. It, like parking it in a regular parking spot was just a pain in the ass. You need Mind one of you, like those, those air flight uh, people like with the- Yeah, with, like, pretty the, much. The, the it was just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Now inside- it was kind of basic as well, too. Like there wasn't. Oh much yeah, I mean to it's it. GM. It was it was all yeah. General Motors, so it yeah. was going to be great. But they're changing the game now. The yeah. it's the this is the SUV version of its pickup truck. At one hundred and ten thousand dollars, you get three hundred miles of range, and eight hundred and thirty horsepower. So we went from four miles to the gallon. This thing now, this thing is has three hundred miles. Which is insane. Yep. Um, 
The less expensive model starts at $80,000. Um, it releases in early 2024. Um, it's less horsepower and about 250 mile range. Reservations for this thing to get this thing are already full. You can't even, you can't get it anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, this is a really cool thing. I don't know what you would use this for, but it's a really cool feature there. It has a mode called crab walk. You oh, I'll tell is? you right now. I already know. Yeah. So I actually already knew about this way before, like early, like late last year. Okay. Um, I, I, me and my buddy at work were watching a video of this exact thing because they announced the, um, you know, the new SUV and um, Hummer was part of it. If I can find the video, I'll, I'll post it on the, um, the podcast as well in the video format. And so crab mode, crab walk mode, I can think of probably one major way to use it. So if you're in a, you know, street parking right and you are having difficulties kind of like getting out of your parking like you know there's someone in front of you someone behind you and you really can't get out of there just side just side screw all of there you know just kind of sidewalk out of there you're good yeah so basically the crab walk mode allows the wheels to move diagonally and drive very low speeds which Mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome like i don't know if you'd use it that often but like especially like that i'm sure it's gonna be pretty big right so yep. that just makes parking a little easy, you know. Yeah, it's and impressive. It, it's 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 an impressive uh, truck, uh, SUV. Um, I don't know. I mean, from what it looks like, people are already, you know, people buying want, it already. Yeah, but, like, are, but you can't buy one right now. You can't like you can't actually. Who is it? Who is it trying to compete with? I mean, at this point, it's, it's is this everyone. fully gas? What? Is this just uh, fully gassed? It's not um, electric at all. No, it's all, it's a completely electric vehicle. It is okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a hundred percent electric. So, okay. um, yeah, I I think this is kind of like the new, the new thing here, right? It's just like this is the next step into all electric vehicles. What we discussed BMW before, how exactly. they're doing the the new i four that's coming yep. out, right? Um, I think it's called the i four. Now, now, yes. hum, now, GM Hummer is is bringing this back. They revived a brand that's been dead for twenty one years, right? And it's a, like from where it was before to how it is now. I think it's it's gonna do. I think I think it's gonna do well. I feel like a lot of people kind of missed the Hummer in, in a sense. Like they, like I, I, I know that it had a bad rep when it came to like you know gas mileage and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I've always felt like people kind of appreciated it for some reason. I never really cared about it. Um, for so for it to come back, I'm sure people are excited for this. And um, it's not gonna be something you like make fun of. You know what I mean? Like no, it's, it's, no. it's a completely if, if practical see, vehicle. If now. you see how it looks, it looks pretty dope. Um, what do you think of the price though? So here's my thing about the electric vehicles all coming out. Is they're they're super exp- they're they're more exp- like the more recent ones they're getting super expensive. The only one sure. I could think of off the top of my head that's like a normal car is the tesla model 3 yes that's like the only and that's still kind of expensive it is for a car it it needs to get to a point where cars need to be the same price electric cars need to be the same price as cars we're buying today normal normal cars we're buying today you know i mean it's something that we spoke about a couple episodes ago where there needs to be enough demand for it when you get that demand you'll get an influx of people purchasing it and then the value of it kind of slowly starts going down a little bit more i mean it could go up for sure but as far as like if there's more people buying it then they can 
help reduce the price to a more normalcy kind of like price range for everybody. Yeah. And, and best believe that, you know, when the right, right electric car comes out, we're, we're going to be adopting those things. You know, like I'm, oh, yeah, I'm for all sure. for electric cars. I can't wait. Like just tech all in that car, on your car. That's going to be so cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little skeptical when it, when it comes to like charging your car, like, like, like long road trips and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. But I, th- I think it's going to get good. I think it's going to get good enough to where you're not going to have to worry about it. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, I hope so. Um, one more thing, too, about this is I read something where you can actually use this car to charge other cars. That's dope. Like, say That's you're stranded cool. and, like, you lo- you don't have any charge, any juice. Some homeboy in the, in the summer will be like, you need a charge? I gotcha. And you just hook just up. Just fucking and you- crab-, crab walks to the yeah, side. Yeah, crab walk to the side. Yeah. 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 <laughs> definitely definitely a cool, cool car for sure. But uh, enough about the Hummer. We're going to move on to our last topic. Our last topic is a new game called Abandon. Mm-hmm. It's a cinematic survival sim. Hits PS5 later this year. This is from a PlayStation blog. Abandon is a cinematic first-person survival shooter set in a detailed environment and favors a realistic approach. The story is about a, name, a man named Jason who wakes in the middle of the forest and has no memory of how he got there. Usually how horror games start, right? You, I was going to say, like, all right, that's, that's unoriginal, but okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to run at 4K, 60 frames per second, and will heavily use the dual, the PlayStation 5's DualSense controller features. What did you think of the teaser that was shown? I have not seen it. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you about it. So I did watch, uh, I did see, like, you know, pictures and images of it. it it looks okay it looks graphically it looks fine um from what i've heard it it doesn't do anything major that kind of like separates itself from any other horror game right yeah uh it looked like from the from what i saw from the trailer it's it's pretty cool you're just like you're in the woods it, it's very creepy it's it's like you're gonna be by yourself and i think there's like a clan or uh not a town but there's there's like a cult that like live there's people that live around so like there resident evil-ish kind of something like that and yeah. what's different about this game is that it's gonna be very realistic is what they're they're going for like the oh. realistic approach where you probably have to eat you probably have to like watch where you sleep and stuff like that that's what i'm thinking for it to be like i'd be dope if it was really like that you know i i, I hope so but i don't think i don't know who knows we'll see um, but I don't know if it's going to be like that simply because it's such a small studio um, making it yeah. right now. Uh, Blue Box uh, Studios is the developers right now. And to kind of piggyback to this, Rob, I don't know if you know, but um, there's been some rumors kind of circulating around that Kojima is is, is somewhat involved in this game. Um, so let me read to you something real quick. Um, so this... So basically, Blue Box Studios basically came out because of, of these rumors saying that, listen, Kojima has no no, no ties behind this game. Like, this is just us building this game. We have a small studio. Um, and the reason why people think that is because of that trailer that you watched. It kind of has Kojima kind of feel to it from what everyone's saying. Again, I haven't seen it, but I don't know if you can speak to that. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I wasn't anything crazy, but... My, my thing about this game that's it's that the fact that it's they're labeling as a survival shooter mm-hmm. that kind of takes the scariness away from me 
of it being a shooter. You know as what soon mean? as you put shooter in it, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, if I'm going to have like, bullets and I'm going to shoot things. I'm, I'm going to have kill a shotgun. Stuff. I'm going to have yeah. a rocket launcher or whatever. Like, it's just going to get to the sort of point where you're not really scared because you have ammunition. That's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for like, oh, you're you're in a, an abandoned forest and you can't. Like you're fucked. Like you, <laughs> you don't exactly. have you don't have anything. You got to like start yeah. fires and stuff. Like yeah. And I was really hoping when I actually first watched the trailer or the teaser trailer, mm-hmm. I thought this was a VR game, and I was like, oh. if this is a VR game, that's gonna be sick. I won't mm-hmm. play it because I'm a fucking baby when it comes to playing scary games. But for sure, yeah. I, I was like that, but then they said they're gonna really use a dual sense and stuff like that. I was like, okay, uh, I'll hold my breath until I actually see it. But yeah, me a little less excited about it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I think the fact that it was the way it was announced kind of tells you a lot, I feel like. It wasn't like a big thing. It was just kind of on a PlayStation blog and then like yeah. just kind of saying, hey, this is a game that's coming out for PS5. So that to me speaks that it's it's a it's probably a great game. And from what it looks like, it's probably pretty cool, has great ideas. But I, I'm not sure how much Blue Box is going to put into this or Sony is going to put into this as well. Um, so to go back to that little heavily rumored stuff, um, they did issue out a statement basically because a lot of people were kind of saying like, oh, you know, Kojima is involved into this and they kind of like flat out just said, no, he's not. Uh, And they, and they kind of messed up their vibe because they were saying how the, um, they kind of missed the opportunity there where they're like, oh, you know, this is a game that they've been working hard on. And now all of a sudden it's been kind of overshadowed with all the kojima talk yeah so they kind of felt some type of way about that um so i'm just gonna read the the statement here so we received several emails regarding the hideo kojima rumor we have no association with hideo kojima nor do we claim to have any association nor was it our intentions to claim such a statement we are a small group of developers working on a passionate title we wanted to work on for a long time now to piggyback off of this I don't know if you've heard any rumors regarding Kojima and Microsoft. So now there's been some rumors circulating that Microsoft and Kojima are in talks of publishing a game together. Ooh. So this is from um, Games Radar here. A little quote here. According to a report from Venture B, the, Steph, uh, the Death Stranding and Metal Gear Solid developer is in talks with Microsoft about publishing his next game. According to a source familiar with the matter. The report also suggests that the potential deal has been in the works for several weeks already, stating that the Xbox chief Phil Spencer deliberately features a statue of the Kojima Productions company mascot in the background of a recent stream as a hint towards a partnership. So that is that's that's huge for Microsoft, if if true, right? If they're over here grabbing kojima and making a whole game with kojima to kind of help their japanese audience right in japan that's going to be huge silent hill coming out for xbox <laughs> Yo, <laughs> exclusively that, or that's, timed ba- exclusive? that's basically what we're getting at here is that it's it, there's going to be some type of scary game that kojima's working yeah. on what's the first thing that we think of is, is silent hill right yep so yep. um it's a lot of like pieces to try and match to each other like he said she said report said so i'm gonna hold my breath on it yeah again yeah. this is all rumors but yeah. this is this is getting it, it, it's getting a lot of traction but that um, again that does overshadow the abandoned thing right that does. exactly so they, they they kind of felt like shit or like all right well 
we're finally announcing this game and then all this Kojima stuff is going out so it kind of like ruins their whole announcement which I feel bad for but we'll see hopefully this game turns out well um and you know but back to Kojima <laughs> what do you think a Kojima game looks like back, like for 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 Microsoft like how would that even translate for Microsoft I mean, it'd be just like in a Kojima style, like how he always. How but like, always what would game. you what would you see from a Kojima game, like you know, because Kojima likes to kind of throw in a lot of like uh, Sony stuff, right? Like the he likes to throw in their old CD players, like he, in in his games. I mean, like he's heavily involved with Sony, so for him to go into Microsoft territory, that would mean one, they paid him very well, and two, he must have some crazy next idea for microsoft you know what i mean like i, I feel like it would be a, a different game than what he's normally put out already well i mean like i said it's all speculation i i have no idea what he, that man is thinking in his brain yeah i don't think every game he comes out like you got again for like the story of metal gear and stuff like that you need literally a degree to yeah, understand sure. all the things so i'm gonna i'm gonna wait until this news actually surfaces and then give my my opinions on it and stuff like that but um, any Kojima game is going to be good. That man is a genius when it comes to, to video games. So mm-hmm. whatever he's working on, I'm not worried. I th- it's going to be good. So for sure. Um, well, Kelf, that wraps up today's episode of Project Tech Gaming. Um, we publish this episode every Friday at 12 p.m. Uh, game of the Week is published every Wednesday at 12 p.m. If you enjoyed this podcast. Follow us on uh, YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us. Uh, we're also on social media, Instagram, Twitter. Um, like our videos, please. Hey, like our videos and stuff like that. And definitely comment below as, as, as to what you guys want to hear, What if you have any uh, insight on what we should do next and all that fun jazz. So uh, as always, Kelf, awesome conversation. And I'll see you next week. See you, man. Take care. All right. Bye.